1 John chapter 2. And I have every intention of finishing the chapter today. Yay! I, I hope you don't uh, mind too much. We're going, we're taking 1 John 2 in bite-sized portions. You know, uh, some sometimes I'll take a whole gospel uh, uh, chapter, and it'll be like 50 or 60 verses. I get done in one, you know, sitting. Depends on if it's a narrative. Depends on, this here is, it, it's, I don't know, it's really deep stuff. And I, I think it's kind of really, I don't know, sacred ground. I don't feel like we have to rush right through it. So uh, we're in First uh, John chapter 2, and last week we kind of finished off uh, uh, verse 24, but I'll, I'll back up a little and kind of just to set the table for us just a little bit. Um, I do want to make one announcement while I'm thinking about it. So I was talking about going down the river next week. We're going to postpone that for a couple weeks. But next Saturday, me and Susan are going to climb Mount Pisgah. Climb. It's a hike, okay? It's like about one mile. It's on the other side of Manchester. Anyone ever do that besides us? I love that. I love that trail because there's a, a a fire tower on the top of it. It's, I don't know, I bet 80 to 100 feet up. Got the winding stairs. And you, you know, you're up there and you see above the trees and it's kind of an amazing view. Uh, it's, it's, I think almost everyone in here could make it. You can check with your doctor, but uh, you can talk to Tammy. You don't really have to be an athlete to make this. At the beginning, it's a little bit of a steep grade, but it, and you get, you'll get like, like in, in no time, but then it kind of levels out, and it just kind of very slow grade up. And it's like I say, the whole thing's only a mile. And uh, I'll have Sue put some Facebook plans out. I think we'll meet over there like earlier, like 9 or something, or meet here like 8.30 or something. So that, like, well, it won't take up your whole day. And if you want to do that, I think it would be kind of fun thing to do. Maybe pack up Subway lunch or something. I don't, I don't know. I ain't got it all fleshed out yet. But that would be next Saturday because next Sunday's not going to work. And I just kind of want to plan a few activities together. And don't feel like, you know, you have to make them. If you, you, you can't. You can't. That's fine. Uh, so we're in First John chapter 2. Um, oh, yeah, the other thing. I, I'm sorry. My mind. <laughs> I guess not writing stuff down. Uh, next week, we're going to start in uh, Children's Church. Now, next week, uh, the service will be the same length. Okay, so after, you know, when we greet everyone, the kids will be dismissed at that point. Uh, now, if you want to be involved, talk to Ann or Bob, who are away on a family reunion this week. Um, so they won't be here, but, you know, reach out to her by Facebook or call or phone or whatever. If you need Bob, or I don't have Ann's number. I have Bob's number. If you need that, I, I'll happily give it to you if, you if you would like to get involved. So that's next week, okay? And that will be uh, by way of Facebook announcement as well. Did I miss anything? Yep. I said, did I miss anything? You missed that. <laughs> I know. I'm okay with that. Okay, I think we're good. We're going to try to keep all the social distancing in place and things like that. The the common snacks that are going away, you know, anything will be like individual serving portion, like a little bag of trail mix or something, whatever. We're just we're going to try to keep all the things in that we know best practices. It's a little harder with kids because they're zany and they don't. But we'll we'll train them, we'll work with them, and we're going to try to, you know, um, 
I hope you understand, like, we're, we're trying, there's some, we could take it up a notch, but listen, as far as I know, I don't know anyone who's been sick in this church, unless it's happened, it hasn't been reported to me. Um, Tommy and me were talking about earlier about people back in November, December, who may have had, and, you know, we think it's happened in our house. Sue's got sick way back in, I don't know, January or February, showing the symptoms that back then, and I didn't have anything that I have it with no I. Who knows, right? Uh, when they test you, I don't think they're testing for antibodies. I think they're testing to see if you're actively sick. I, I don't know how that works. And me, I don't want to go and get tested anyway and help inflate numbers that are already inflationary. I, I don't know, but I don't want to get off into politics. Let's, uh, let's get back to the Word of God. First John chapter 2. And we've been read, reading about like walking in the light, fellowshipping with God, fellowshipping with one another, following His commandments, and the like. I, I, I'm hoping today we'll crystallize that and put that together a little bit. Shall we pray? Father, uh, my heart is that we understand this book in a way that, that you want us to understand it. You, that, I pray that we'll see the things that you want us to see. And we can't see it all. I mean, we'd be like you. Uh, you know, it's an infinite word. But you've written for, uh, for a reason. I, 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 I'm, I'm guessing there's things you want us to know. I pray that we would know them. Not because I'm a great teacher, because the Holy Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. And I pray, that, Spirit, that you would lead us into all truth. And, uh, Father, you'd be glorified in the, in the preaching, the teaching of the Word this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'll read and refer back in uh, chapter 2, verse 20, but you have an unction from the Holy One. Okay, you have an anointing. We'll talk about that anointing. It's kind of mysterious, you know. People talk about the anointing, like some woo-woo, big, mysterious kind of... No, you have an unction. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. And ye know all things. Huh. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, that no truth is... No lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whoso denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Um, we talked last week, we spent a lot of time on this. Well, I believe in God. I'm just not sure Jesus is, is anything. I don't think he's God. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't have God. Um, you have a belief in divinity. Are you born again? Oh, certainly not. Are you going to uh, heaven? Uh, no, no hope of that in your present state. Um, this is what the Bible says. And there's a universalism that's going around, that's sweeping America, and even has affected the church. Not this church. I'm not going to trade off the truths of Scripture just so people will applaud how uh, open-minded I am. I don't want to be that open-minded. Your brains will fall out. I just, you know what I mean? I, the word is the word is the word is the word. We're going by the word of God. It hasn't changed. It's good enough for the Apostle Paul. It's plenty good enough for us. We're not, we're not going to modify. When I, God is not looking for editors, okay? He's looking for proclaimers. And I, I thought that was sure a ground. I'll, I'll, I'll change as the, as the political climate changes shifting sand it's 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 crazy um because god's an american and he understands the democratic process so 51 percent of us believe something 
and then God shifts and the world adjusts accordingly. And now the real reality is what we say is not what God thinks, right? <laughs> Until it shifts back, you know, I, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. We're not going to be like that. Uh, it, it's, it's indefensible that some try to be. Um, I, a little story. So I was listening to the game the other night. Baseball's back. Yay, COVID-flavored baseball. I'm not a big fan. Uh, they made several um, references. I didn't hear the beginning of it. Was in, I don't remember where I was. Oh, we were out picking up the bed frames. and come. I came back and I put them together. Then I turned the game on and it already started. And uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear any opening ceremony as far as national anthem stuff, anything like that. But they made several references to the Black Lives Matters logo out in center field. And I'm like, mm. the second time I heard, first time I heard, I said, Ugh. second time I heard, I said, no, 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 not interested. Uh, do you agree with Black Lives Matter, Adam? The sentiment, not the group. I and mean, the group is communist. I'm not a communist. Uh, the sentiment, yeah, I, 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 I think black lives matter. I think all lives matter. We all, we all agree with that. There's no argument there. But if I have to agree with that and buy into a communist group who's burning down our cities, pass. Why? Because I believe in the Bible. I don't, I don't believe in your silly cause. I don't believe in your... I think, you know, Christianity has an end point. What does it look like? It looks like, well, it kind of looks like the Constitution. It kind of looks like the, the Declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. You can't come... that They are uh, given by their Creator. What? They have certain inalienable rights endowed by their Creator. I know the... the I, and you know that I know it. Uh, they're endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. What makes them inalienable? The fact that they were endowed by a Creator, of course. There's no basis for rights outside of being endowed by a creator, because if the government gave them, the government can take them back, and they're trying to. And, and me, pass. Uh, I think uh, Christianity looks like something. The outpouring of it looks like the founding of this nation, or to a large degree. I mean, it was found by imperfect men, so there's going to be imperfections in it. No, no question about that. But rewriting history, I just, just make any sense to me. I'm not a partial to that. But anyway, I've got to keep, I got to get back here. Uh, I don't even know how I started there. Therefore, let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. Verse 24, we ended up last week. What beginning? If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. That's what we want to do. We want to continue in the Son and in the Father. So we have to abide in the thing that we heard from the beginning. What beginning? I think the beginning, now look, he's, he's going to tell us, verse 11 of chapter 3, this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. Oh, good. Now, I get it. I got the memo, and I'm on board. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm verse 24 compliant, okay? Uh, that beginning. Uh, well, when did the beginning happen? Not as Cain who was of the wicked one, oh, way back, that beginning, is it the beginning of Jesus' ministry? Is it the beginning of the gospel message? It's the beginning. And what is the message from the beginning? That you love one another. Don't be like Cain. Okay, don't be like Cain, who was of the wicked one. He slew his brother, and wherefore slew him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. There was a jealousy there. Hey, listen, you shouldn't um, get really surprised when you uh, set forth a righteous, righteous standard and people don't like it. Well, that's verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. 
We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So you people are walking in the light. You're fellowshipping with God. You're fellowshipping with one another. You're keeping his commandments, but you hate your brother and you want to murder him. <laughs> what's wrong with that picture? It's, it's back to a little political. Can I, because it's what's happening. And I want to give you some guidance that I think about what the Bible says and what you should think. Um, well, it's mostly peaceful protest. Wait, mostly? Did, did I say it correctly? Mostful? Um, you know, uh, I don't beat my wife. Mostly. Two, three times a year, tops. Okay? Uh, and I hope you're okay with that because most of the time, I'm very calm and most of the times I'm very gracious and most of the time I'm very loving. Sometimes she just makes me crazy and I have to smack her around. You okay with that? Not at all, Adam. Not at all. Mostly peaceful. Throw that out. We're not mostly that doesn't work. It, it can't work. Do you understand how that is? Uh, I'm mostly Christian. I mostly walk in the commandments. I mostly am um, fellowshipping with the Lord and with one another. I just can't stand people. I want to kill them. That's, that's a problem, okay? That's what it's talking about here. Now back to 24. I, I'm not that, okay? And you're not that. We, we're loving. We, we understand that. Now, now that, now let that therefore abide in you what you heard from the beginning. What's that you heard from the beginning? They love one another. Of course. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, we're loving people, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. I used to love people, now I hate people. Did I lose my salvation? Did I never have it to begin with? I, okay, we can have that discussion, but I can't consider myself loving the Lord and hating people that's a lie, and we'll, we'll see that that's a lie. It's, it's, it's a non-starter. It's, it's, it's not on the radar. We're, we're, if I speak with the tongues of men and an angel and have not love, I'm a sounding gong. I'm a clanging cymbal. I'm, I'm, I haven't showed up on God's radar. I'm not even a bleep on his radar screen, a blip. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm, if, if, if I don't have love, I'm nothing. That's what Scripture tells us, okay? And it tells us that consistently all the way through. This is the promise that you have that he hath promised us eternal life. Now, God has given us a promise. Jesus Christ has given us a promise, eternal life. Yay. <laughs> Not eternal existence. I think people confuse that. Everyone has eternal existence. It's only a question of location. Where are you going to spend eternity? Not if you're going to spend eternity. And we find that throughout Scripture all the time. If I gave you all the verses I know about it, we'd be here for quite a while. If I gave you all the verses that the Scripture says about it, we'd be here for quite quite a while. Because you know these verses, and I, this is well-traveled ground. I don't think we have to revisit here. He's given us this promise, eternal life. What does that look like? Well, it looks like loving the Lord. It looks like loving one another. It looks like not hating our brother. It looks like walking in the light. What does walking in light mean? Walking in truth. What, is, what does it look like? Well, it looks like obeying his commandments. Well, which one of those things does it not look like? All of those things. Because I can ask you, I said, do you obey his commandments? You say, well, yeah, I, I, by and large, yeah, I do. Do you love your brother? Well, yeah, I do. I, I really, you know, I used to not be a lover of people, but then I got saved, and the Holy Spirit, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. I used to tell people, go to hell, and mean it, and since I've been a Christian, I don't know if I've ever said that, and I'm sure, even if I said it and had a bad hair day, I don't, I'm sure I didn't mean it when I thought it all the way through. 
I, I love people. I used to not care about people at all. What happened? Salvation happened. Do I walk in the truth? Yeah. Um, I, I want to know what the Bible says, even if it's uncomfortable, even if I had to change teams. I used to be Roman Catholic, and I thought everyone should be. And if, and if you're not Catholic, there's something wrong with you. Either you don't, your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top, or you, or you choose like a, the path of least resistance. That's what my mom used to tell me. You know, because going to the uh, confession, telling your priest your sins is a hard thing. So, you know, we opt out and we don't do it. And we kind of, and because it's the path of least resistance. Well, that's not true. I mean, I got saved. I got born again. And I had every intention of remaining Catholic. What happened? The spirit of truth led me into all truth. Don't, does anyone else experience that besides me? Anyone else? Yeah, that's good. Two, two, three of us. That's good. We should have got all the hands there. Just large hands. Okay. Uh, what happened? What happened? Born again. So I'm fellowship with God, I'm fellowship with one another, not hating my brother, walking in the truth and keeping his commandments, among other things. Or in other words, I'm a Christian. Right? Now, are you an American, Adam? Yeah, I can prove it, too. I have a birth certificate. Well, I could be forged. Well, my parents have birth certificates. If that guy was at Finding Your Roots, if he investigates me, he'll find out that I'm an American citizen. I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, by people who were born in Boston, Massachusetts, and their parents weren't, but my grandfather's, my dad's dad was, and so we three generations, Boston, and his father came from the old country, and through the process of naturalization and all that, and you had a sponsor, and you had a job, and they vetted you and all that, which, by the way, that's fine. Most of us came that way. I'm not against immigration. I'm not against aliens. Just the illegal part of illegal aliens is the part I have a problem with. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, what's it say on the statue? Give us your poor, your hungry, yearning to be free, whatever. Now, I'm for that, yeah. Come on in, water's fine. Don't bother to do it the right way. And by the way, if you have cuisine that's unique, get, I, I don't care if you get cuts and you're first in line. I'm, I'm all for that, you know. Bring your traditions, bring your dance and your and your literature, I'm, a, I'm good with that stuff. I, I, I never, you know, I'm not like, you know, and you don't have to look like me. I'm for all that stuff. But, but legal is kind of an important uh, part of that. Um, he, um, okay, this is a promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things I've written unto you, concerning them that seduce you. Now, are those that he's talking to specifically who are trying to seduce them away? Um, and, and they're thinking, the Gnostics, that Jesus wasn't really the Christ, okay, you know, because God can't die. And they had the reasons why, you know, Jesus was, the Christ spirit came upon him at bat baptism, it left him on the cross, and it kind of regained up with him on the resurrection. They had all these weird ideas and stuff like Gnostics, knowers. Like, if they were around today, you've got to have our books, you've got to have our teaching, you've got to have our, you know, stuff, and, and then you really know, and then you really have the anointing, and then, you know, you're, you're really in the in crowd. And he's talking about those. We have, the Gnostics, I don't know if that, that, that big a, a group now, but we have others. Um, as soon as somebody gets saved, it seems like one of them come to your door and twist you up in knots. So it was the Mormons with me. When I first got saved, I had a staff sergeant I was on duty with, and I was a, either a corporal at that time or a lance corporal. I can't remember. E either an E3 and E4. I don't remember what rank I was when I got saved. 
Sorry, <laughs> not important. Anyway, but he outranked me by several stripes, right? And so I'm on duty with him. And uh, so he says, what's that, a Bible you read? And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, King James? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, good, good, good. And I'm like, oh, so you're a believer? He goes, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a Mormon, actually. And I, I don't know, Mormon for moron. I, I, I didn't know. I never heard the phrase. I never... I, I was vaguely aware there was a group out there, and he, you know, talked to me about Joseph Smith and the golden plates and, you know, interpreting and writing the Book of Mormon and the Angel Moroni and all that stuff like this. I didn't know an epistle from an apostle. I didn't know anything. I mean, I, I was saved, like, grand total of, I don't know, four or five days. It happens very often. Satan will make sure he'll put somebody in your path to try to trip you up. And he got me all turned around and oppressed. I didn't know. I didn't know from nothing. I didn't, I didn't have any verses I could stand on and say, you know what, that's untrue and let me show you why. And I couldn't. I had to stand and listen to him because he's a staff sergeant. I was a E3, E4, I don't know. And so then the guy who led me to the Lord, and he was only E5, you met him a couple summers ago. I had Larry here. Uh, God led me to the Lord. He said, oh, no, this is wrong, and this is wrong. Let me show you. And had, uh, oh, there's the verse. Oh, that's what, oh, now, and, and all that stuff kind of, just kind of fell away. It was good. Satan will trip people up. He will send people to you with an anointing or with a message or with a, someone gets saved, and they're, they're going to have an encounter with a cult. Almost invariably, inevitably. If, you can, if Satan won't get you that way, you should be a member of the opposite sex. Some girl will start paying attention to you who you only dreamed of, and all of a sudden, you know, and she'll say something like, you're not into that Bible stuff, are you? And then you'll look, oh, I ain't knowing. Or, or vice versa, you know, some you know hunky guy, some really, his name will be Lance, invariably, and he will start noticing you, and he's a star quarterback, and he'll start, you know, you know, hitting on and just, you know, oh, come on, you're not, you don't believe in those fables, do you? Satan's smart. You're going to give him his props. He knows he's been doing this for a long time. Or it'll be the job. Suddenly, you'll have all kinds of work. You're trying to get on full time, but it will be Sunday and it will be times when it, now you can't go to church. And one of those things will always happen when a newly converted Christian. But usually it's false teaching. And now we have a plethora of false teaching. We don't have to go out of our house. We can download it right into our house, right on YouTube. Uh, you know, i got to tell you something, guys. Uh, I know some of you are very smart, very adept at Scripture. And you can watch a video, and you can say, well, that ain't right, that ain't right. And you can eat the me meal and spit out the bones. I get that. And some I get worried about. And I would just say, you know, when you stick to Calvary Chapel, so not, but Calvary, it's Calvary Chapel or, or you're going to hell, right? I never say that. Like, so some things like, you, you guys, fans of, uh, like, Ravi Zacharias, may God rest his soul, love that brother. Love that brother. I'm a big fan. Calvary Chapel? No. No. He's good. There's a lot of guys out there really good. I listen to all the time uh, who are on Calvary Chapel. But usually I kind of, you know, lean, stare people towards that because you're not going to get, they're not very far off. I know there's some disagreements even inside Calvary Chapel. But that's the way it is. Um, you think, well, all the other groups walk in lockstep. Not true. Not true. 
when I was a Catholic, there was liberal Catholics and there was traditional Catholics. Uh, we went to a, I went to when they started talking about gay rights uh, here in the state, and I went to it was at the Civic Center, and uh, they had a Baptist American Baptist pastor. They had a group here and a group here and a group here, and they had like lines, and one spoke and one spoke, one spoke, one spoke. So they had an American Baptist pastor, and he spoke against and what the Bible said, and he was spot on, if you ask me. And then they had an American, ba- American Baptist pastorette on the other team, and she tore down everything he said biblically, but I mean she was opposed to it. American Baptists don't walk in lockstep. Um, Catholics don't. Methodists don't. Um, so that so Calvary Chapel would have a little bit. I don't think all Calvary chapels are created equal. I'm I'm sorry, but I st- still think you're you're if you go by verse by verse, I don't think you ever get very far from off. And I've never told you. I'm, listen, everything you hear here is absolutely from the burning bush. Don't you even question it. I never. I know. I don't talk like that. I want you to be a Berean. I want you to have your Bible open on your lap. I want you to go back and check. Adam said this is kind of a little controversial. I don't know about that. And you go back and check. I'll be happy. And if you find something where I said something wrong, come and talk to me about it. And I'll be a perfect gentleman. And we can discuss it. And maybe I'll say, oh my goodness, I never thought about it that way. You're correct. I think I'm wrong. I think I'll have to repent. It's happened before. But these things I have written unto you concerning them which seduce you. And there are those around who seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. This is a big verse. Okay, there's an anointing. Oh, you don't have the anointing. Oh, he has the anointing. I, I was in, I could feel the anointing. Oh, and we talk about it's real mystical. No, you got the anointing. You have the same spirit of God, same oil poured out on you, poured out on Isaiah, David, Jeremiah, Paul. It's the same anointing. I think there's groups who claim this higher ground. I, I told you last week, well, Bethel, I, you can like the music, like the doctrine. Doctrine, some, there's some poison there. I told you their their healing service was suspended because of the virus. Now, you think that through. It should tell you everything you need to know. If you're that high and spiritual, why don't you just pray the virus away? Do us all a favor. Come on, we oh, I have access to this remarkable power, and oh, I can tap into. We just create our own. Just speak it and do it. Don't talk. Do it. Show me. Listen. I'll. I'll I think I might even convert over to your way of thinking if you show me rather than just words, 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 words. Why aren't you, why aren't you still having a healing service? And all we can do is funnel everyone to your church and we'll be, everyone will, the virus will be gone. Hey, listen, you want the virus gone? I can, I can clean it up in a hurry. I'm not joking. I have a verse. You didn't think I had one. Second Chronicles, we read it in our readings through the week this this year, this uh, week. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. We do four things, God will do three. If my people, which are called by my name, is that Christians? I think more than any other group ever. Is this Jewish people have to do this? No, I think he's talking about people called by his name. See, I don't think he used a title like, this was written to Jewish people back in the day, right? So now we've got to find all our Jewish friends and say, please pray this way. No, you have the anointing. I'm trying to tell you this. If my people were to call by my name, that would be you. That would be me. So, that, so I think we meet the conditions. 
shall humble themselves. You know how to humble yourself. You don't know how to make yourself proud. Don't tell me different, okay? I'd laugh at you. I certainly know how to. Well, to humble yourself, just do the opposite. Make yourself... You know, he tells us to humble ourselves. It's something we can do. Or he wouldn't give us the command to do it. If we humble ourselves and pray. We know how to pray. We know how to ask something of God. I think, listen, I bet every one of us prays. I, if you tell me, you know, Adam, I pray sometimes. I think, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think, I think you do. I, 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 I agree. Um, if we humble ourselves and we pray and seek his face, I think we know how to do that. We've done that right along. We don't seek God on a certain matter, a certain how we should be, or a certain thing. Uh, I, I think we do that. I think we know how to do that. And turn from their wicked ways. Now, we know how to do that, but that's a lot easier said than done. We know how to turn from our wicked ways, but, uh, Adam, how much turning do I have to do? I mean, I kind of like my sin. I want to be involved in this. Well, I think you have to meet all the conditions. I don't think we get three out of four. I think it's like you got to tick all the boxes. And I think we have to turn from our wicked ways. What's wicked in my life? <laughs> Listen, this is easy. Ask God and he will show you. Will he really? Every time. Uh, trust me on this one, okay? Lord, is there something that I'm doing that you're not on board with? Well, as a matter of fact, now that you bring it up, I mean, because there, he's he he's not quiet on this subject. I find if I shut my mouth and listen, he's got a lot to say. And if I would pray a prayer like, "Lord, I I want to be more like Christ. I really do." Will he show me? And I kind of think the ball's in his court. And I don't say it in a cheeky kind of arrogant way. I say that in a way I really think it's he would. I don't know how it works with you. In my life, he, he, he doesn't miss an opportunity to show me where I'm messing up and how he'd like me to... And he's not... He's not hard about it. He's, he is holier than thou, but he's not holier than thou about that. You know what I mean? He's not like... You know, you talk to some people and... and the, the, the I, I listen to some sermons sometimes. There's this audio sermon for a week and they'd always have this guy... And it, I don't know why. He always talked with, like, with a Scottish accent or something. Different... And they would just be red-faced with rage and just denouncing sin. But the obvious inference always was, you sinners, you should be more like me. Perfect. And I, it was, it was disgust. I threw up in my mouth listening. It was so disgusting because it was just a, a flat play of the flesh, just like, you know, and it denounced sin. And I think like, listen, I want to denounce sin in you and me. And my whole thing is holy than thou? <laughs> Stop. That's ridiculous. Hey, I'm going to the same place you're going. Can we walk together? If you call me on something, tell me, Adam, it ain't quite right. I'm thinking like, you've done me a tremendous favor. Can I do the same with you? Humbly, considering my own self? Can we, can we, can I do this? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, sh- we'll, we'll flesh out all the things in our life that are inconsistent. You've got to be willing to, you know, turn from our sin. Then what will happen? God will say, I will hear from heaven. You feel like your prayers aren't heard? He says, I will. Humble, pray, seek my face, turn from me a wicked way. I'll hear, I'll listen. And listening, I will forgive their sin. <sighs> Thanks. Brand new day. And I'll heal their land. Hey, we can sew this up by next weekend. I mean, this is easy peasy. How many of us got to do this? 
Well, that's the problem. I don't know. Is it the majority? Is it like a lot? Is it? I don't know. It's always been a remnant, it seems. And I don't think the Church of Jesus Christ, in this day, I would think we've missed an opportunity or are missing an opportunity. But let's go back to 1 John. We have this anointing, okay? We don't have to have some special group in who the name and claim it crowd. You have it. You've received of him that abideth in you. And you don't need any man to teach you. Uh, so what are you doing, Adam? Y- you can find these things out yourself now that he's given gifted men for, the, the, for your teaching you, for you, bringing you to that place of maturity. These not verses aren't saying, but hey, listen, you don't have to have me around to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Uh, you, as a matter of fact, most days you don't have me around. You're up against it. You, you, you're being um, tempted. I'm not there. I'm nervous about that. Nah, don't worry about that. Holy Spirit's there. Oh, that's what he's saying. You get that, right? You don't need amen to teach you. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the same anointing teaches you all things. Who's the anointer? The Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth. The anointer is the one who gives the anointing. This anointing teaches you all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. It, it's him. Well, it, the anointing, okay, is what he's saying. Uh, even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. Abide in the Holy Spirit of God. Rest in the anointing. You don't, you don't have to go anywhere. He's come to you. And now little children, abide in him. You know what that means. We know what that means. Abide in him. Live in him. That, when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. One more idea. So Jesus has come back. How do you feel? I hope he doesn't come back today. I've got to get some few things straight. There's some, I've got to erase the history on my phone and on my computer and on my... Oh, I just hope that... Uh, Oh, I got to take care of a few things, and I got to, you know, smarten up here, and I've got to, you know, what is it? What is it? You know, uh, righteousness makes you bold as a lion. The unrighteous, they're, they're running away even when nobody's chasing them. Would you rather be bold? I would. Jesus, come back now. I'm like way ready. What are you saying, Adam? You're uber holy. You're you're flawless. No, but I I said this before, haven't I? I keep really short records. When God's convicting my heart of something, hey, let's change that, like right now. Why wait another minute? So you, we run into some of these things. We've been talking about these things. and So here it is, self-diagnostics. You know, I'm not really walking the truth. I'm really not fellowshipping with other people. I could care less. I'm really not fellowshipping with God. I remember one time when I was just had my sparkle lit, when I was so excited about the things of the Lord, and I was so on fire, and I, now I'm kind of cool to those things. Here's a, here's a wonderful word for us all. Repent. Just turn from it. Why wait? Why linger in that same place of, Hey, no, Jesus, come back like right now. I am so ready. I'm so excited. Um, now, does this mean like when, let's say you're saved, but you're not living the right life. Let's say that's a possibility. None of us are perfect. So we're going to be shamefaced to all eternity? I don't think so. But I think there's a part of us who is thinking like, we're very excited about the Lord's return, except 
Well, get rid of the exception, I think is the call here. I think it's what it's saying. Uh, I don't want to be shamefaced. He's going to come, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, I'm going to stand before the beam of seed of Christ. And the whole thing is, I'm shooting for his, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's the whole thing. It's, and everything I do is kind of like focus on that one time, that one, eternity is a long time. Well, I want the pleasures of this world. Why? They're such a vapor. They appear for a while, and, they, and they're unsatisfactory. When we, haven't we learned this yet? When we finally get the thing that we desire so much, it is so empty. And what is fulfilling? God. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really trying to be arrogant about this. Hey, so we're all going the same direction. We're all hot after God. Let's go together. Let's fellowship. Let's hang out. Let's, let's kind of do life together. And let's, you know, if something about your life ain't quite right, can I, can I call you on it? Can you, I'm inviting you to help me along too. We'll, We'll, we'll fellowship. We'll, we'll kind of knock this thing out. We'll do, we'll do it together. It'll be, a, it'll be a real fun time. And we're going closer and closer to the Lord all the time. It's, it's, he's got a good plan. Oh, I got my own agenda. Thank you very much. How's that working out? That is just so... And now, I hope he doesn't come back. I'm ashamed that it's coming. Really? What? No. Well, I want this. I want to get... You know, I want... Well, after I get the new job and after I get the new, you know, this and the new and married and... Uh, there's always something. There's always something. It's, it's never going to be like you don't have plans. I'm this close to retirement. I'm a few years away. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I want to wrap this job thing up. No. So I had kids, and I want my kids to get married now. And I get, and they are. Now I want my, I, they've had kids, and I want my kids. Get, it's always something, right? No, Jesus is going to come back at some point in history and interrupt. And he's perfectly willing. I'm perfectly willing to have it so. And whatever he's got planned out is way better than what you've got planned out, including honeymoons and including marriage and including all that stuff, although he's not against that. Occupied like coming. If you really thought like that was super important, we'll take care of business. I don't know, but whatever you're putting off. See, I always thought he's come back soon, so I, used, I don't put things off. I think that's a good way to be, by the way. I, I'm talking... Yeah, my, I don't want my 13-year-old to get married, Adam. You know, cool your jets. I'm not talking about that, obviously. I'm just saying don't put stuff off, okay? That's all I'm saying. Let's, let's stand, let's pray. I, I always like think I say something, then I, I wonder how people perceive it. No, I'm not calling 13-year-olds to get married. Just I'm telling you to take care of business with God is what I'm saying, okay? All right. Father, we love this word. This is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. We love that. We love that. What a plan you've got for us. Um, Satan would try to tell us it's, it's, it's boring. It's insipid. It's not. It's joy evermore. We get to see your, your divine face. We get to cast our crowns before you. We, this, we don't live in fear uh, where nothing can harm us and there's just joy evermore at your right hand of joy, and that's what your word tells us. And it also says that I have not seen, nor hath there heard, nor hath entered into the hearts of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Thank you for this eternal life, Lord. Thank you for what your word says. Now we pray that you'd bless us, Lord. Lord, bless thee and keep thee. The Lord, make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.